Hey guys, Veteran Lucas here. Just wanted to let you all know that when I was recording this episode, we ran into a few snags as it came to the audio. Uh, with this new apartment, I'm still trying to find different places to record without it getting a little too wonky. So there are a few blips and ticks in the audio. I tried to fix what I could. Just wanted to give you that heads up. So uh, hope you guys like this one. Uh, let's start it up. The following podcast is a member of the Pokecasters Network. Pokecasters Network, supporting Pokemon content creators, their shows, and the community of Pokemon fans. To find out more, check out PokeCastersNetwork.com or find us on Twitter and Facebook. Hello, and welcome to Lucas Lectures, hosted by the big fish himself, Veteran Lucas. Sit back, relax, and enjoy today's topic. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Lucas Lecture, part of the Poke Science Podcast. It's me, Veteran Lucas. Hope you're having a fantastic day or night. Heads up on where I am now. I am no longer living in Hamamatsu, Japan. Now I am living in Sakai, which is right below Osaka. Gotta say, if you ever look up Osaka, there's a reason it's called the Kitchen of Japan. The food here is delicious. Anywho, on today's Lucas Lecture, we are going to go through a very dumb question that made its way around the Pokemon community about a month or two ago, really. And that is the 1 Billion Lion Challenge. So if you're not familiar with it, uh, a YouTuber and a couple of other Pokemon content creators brought up the question, who would win in the fight? 1 Billion Lions or 1 of every Pokemon? Now, when Wolfglade brought it up, we put our two cents in the ring about the lions, but I really wanted to bring it up a bit more because to me, it's a dumb question. But it's a really fun, dumb question, and it's one that I can really work with, and we can see what it would take for a billion lions to take down one of every Pokemon. So, for this episode, we're going to see if there's any chance the lions could win, and if there is no chance of them winning, we kind of tilt things in the lions' favor. Because, to be honest, it's a really good way of teaching you guys how much one billion of anything is. So, this is going to be fun and educational. Now, for our two sides, I did want to lay down the rules, and I wanted to give the Lions and the Pokemon both some equal footing. So, on the Lion side, we are going to use Panthera, Leo, and Trunks, also known as the American Lion. We are going to give the Lions every chance they need, and believe it or not, there used to be Lions in North America. They were about 25% larger than the African Lions that you guys are familiar with, being over 8 feet long. Uh, they're about one meter tall from the shoulder and weighed in at over 750 pounds. These were massive animals, and giving that little bit of a boost is my way of trying to help out the lions. Now, the one billion of those lions, uh, they are going to be spread out shoulder to shoulder across a wide landmass. To really give you an idea of just how far spread out one billion lions would be, if you lined them up all next to each other side by side, you'd be able to cover an area the size of Manhattan. So just imagine all of Manhattan is just lions. No buildings, no greenery, nothing else. It's just that many lions are covering all of Manhattan. Now, the lions will all be male, and that is because the males are going to be larger in size and stronger than the females. The females are going to be stealthier and more cunning, but we are going for power on this one. Also, it gets rid of any chance of them getting away and breeding and making more lions. There's no cheating involved. I don't want to see any of that reproduction thing. We'll get to the Pokemon for that as well. 
Uh, there also is no direct team killing allowed, so they can't organize and make a pyramid to jump and attack like bigger Pokemon. They are just lions with the sole directive to kill. On the Pokemon side, all 898 Pokemon are in this fight, and I'm adding one of each of the variants, so in total, we have over 920 Pokemon of varying size, strength, and skill. Now, you only get one of each. One Joltik, one Waylord, one Mewtwo, etc. Uh, given their sizes, if you took all of these Pokemon, you could probably fit them in a soccer stadium. Waylord above the soccer stadium. But you could still fit just about all of these Pokemon inside a soccer stadium. So think about it this way. There is a soccer stadium going up against Manhattan. That's all you're going to get. Now, of course, the Pokemon have no items, no TM moves, no egg moves. Uh, you get with what you get. You're not going to be evolving them in battle. You're not going to be using Ditto to try and breed more. You are just getting what you get. Now, as to where they are fighting... Uh, flat plains, some small hills, uh, the savannas, the lions are used to, are the ones that won't really limit any Pokemon specifically. Uh, there are no large bodies of water, but considering there are some water types, eh, we'll just say that they can breathe on land for just a little bit on this one. So from here, we are going to have multiple rounds. We're going to see how many changes we have to make in order for the lions to come out on top. Could be one round, could be 14. We're going to find out. So, let's get started. Round one. What was that? Oh, sorry. Uh, the Pokemon win. That fight lasted exactly 0 0.00000001 second. All the lions are dead. Thanks to Dialga. So, Dialga stopping time means that it can literally just start stepping on them, take a nap when it gets tired, and keep on stepping. And it's ageless, so it's just going to keep going. Even without time powers, the fact that the legends can flood the earth, scorch the land, open pocket dimensions, open a gateway to hell, engulf the sun. Uh, there's so many things the legendary Pokemon can do, it just makes the fight really depressing. Even if you have a trillion lions, it wouldn't make a difference if the land just gets flooded over. A bunch of the Pokemon would die, but it wouldn't really do much. It's kind of like throwing a billion grains of sand at a supernova. It makes no difference. That's why Pokemon win this fight really easily. Not because of any one singular Pokemon, but just the fact that enough of the Pokemon are capable of doing some amazing, terrifying things. In this case, Dialga stopping time the Worldo style from Dio's jo in Jojo Bizarre Adventure. So moving on to round two, let's make things a little easier on the lines. Let let's cut the legends and the mystics. Uh, no godly Pokemon allowed. These are There are now a few less Pokemon, but let's see how well they do against the billion lions. So, ringing the bell, round two. The round starts and... Yeah, in about 10 seconds, every single lion is vaporized in a wave of heat so powerful, it sets the atmosphere on fire. Most of the Pokemon die, except for one, because I forgot about Macargo. I have to take the Pokedex at face value here, and in this case, he is 18,000 degrees Fahrenheit. So he is about as hot as the sun, no, wait, almost twice as hot as the sun, and he can literally just burn off anything that comes at him. 
Granted, all the Pokemon are gone too, but you literally have this living thing that is hotter than the sun just sitting there. Nothing can even see it. It just vaporizes them. So let's go ahead and tweak that. Let's remove the fire snail. So now we're down to a few less. Let's go ahead and get started. Round three. The lions start moving in a wave of death and hunger in their eyes, and they're sure of victory. They don't have to deal with any of this crazy stuff. And then all of a sudden, they pick up speed. Like, a lot of speed. They can't stop. Something's wrong. Oh, God, they're being pulled into the void. The darkness, it comes for them. Yeah, the fight also lasts about 10 seconds because I forgot about Gardevoir. Gardevoir's Pokedex says she opens black holes to protect other Pokemon and her trainers, and it engulfs the lions. Now, you may be thinking, okay, so if a Gardevoir is like three or four feet tall, its black hole is like the size of your hand. So what? Black holes are more than just a hole that sucks things into them. They are a force of extreme gravitational pull so strong that it can pull light. Light can't even escape from these things. What chance do the lions have against it? According to the University of Leicester, a black hole the size of about one millimeter in diameter would be enough to suck up 12 kilometers of planet per second. Again, that's one that's one millimeter wide. So a black hole could suck up a billion lions, no problem. All right, it's so around four. No Gardevoirs, no black holes, no volcanoes. All right. Round four. Oh, and, uh, yeah, the ghosts. Forgot about them. Yeah, even if all the Pokemon hold perfectly still and wait, all the ghost types will have to do is just remain intangible, and the lions will eventually starve to death. So, boring fight. Uh, let's, uh, let's use round five. Let's ditch the ghosts. All right, so round five. No ghosts. No black holes. No volcanoes. No time-stopping powers. Let's go ahead and see if the lions make it through this one. Round starts. Okay, so the lions do start cutting through. A good chunk of them are going to actually do some damage. Your Pokemon like Rattatas, your Pidgeys, your Joltik. Uh, the flying type would eventually fly away from them and get away, but again, they're not going to be able to fly around the world to get away. They have to stay in the battlefield. They will get tired. Lions will attack them then. Uh, as powerful as the Pokemon are, each one of them would have to kill... About one million lions, or pick up the slack from the others. Imagine every single Pokemon, including Magikarp, has to take out one million lions. That's a lot. Now, let's have one lion. We'll call him, we'll call him Jerry. He takes a swipe at this new shiny target, and his claws are destroyed on contact. And then we go ahead, and we find out that Jerry has just met Steelix. Uh, the lions could attempt to crush Steelix, though. With the weight of all the lions being 200 million tons, even a fraction of that would crush Steelix. But one-on-one, -on -one, the lions would be annihilated. Uh, Steelix has a chance to escape, as do other Pokemon. He can bury himself in the ground, but he can only do that for so long. A uh, Pokemon like Muck would actually be a serious problem because they're so toxic, even touching them could cause them to dissolve. But one thing you'll notice about an acid is that you can neutralize it with anything more basic than it. So if a uh, muck is so acidic, just throwing bodies of lions at it is going to make it less acidic just because of the composition of the lions, eventually getting to a point where it wouldn't be able to dissolve anymore. Now, to really wrap up the things in round five, eventually you are going to have Pokemon who are running out of abilities. I mean, when the round started, Millions of lions are getting slaughtered. You have 
fire, ice, lightning, meteors from the sky. Every form of fang, claw, tentacle, and wing is coming down, and it is slaughtering millions and millions of lives. But Pokemon only have a limited amount of energy. We call it PP in the game, but they do get tired. They aren't going to be able to be shooting fire forever. Eventually, they'll all just have a struggle, and then a wave of lions will just quickly wash over them like the waves on a beach. As powerful as Pokemon are, think of it like a person with a can of rain versus one million ants. Eventually, that person is going to run out of raid. The ants will still be coming strong. A bunch of them are going to die, but they're not going to be defeated. So it took five rounds to do it, but in the end, the lions would win. Now, for those of you who are disheartened, I did want to point out that during those battles, there would be some hilarious moments. I've made a list of horrible, funny ways that the lions would perish. So here it is. <clears throat> Frozen by a living ice cream cone. Tripped into attacking each other by a pyro or using a trap. One lion that dies when it gets hit by a jumping magic cart. There would be a group of lions who get swallowed up by the earth by a rabbit with fists for ears. There would be a lion who got turned inside out by a Pokemon using Psychic. Uh, there would be some poor lion who hit a Wobbuffet and got hit harder back. Uh, there would be some poor lion who got his soul ripped out by a giant balloon and carried away. Uh, there would be some poor lion who got punched by a Krogunk and died immediately to the poison. There'd probably be one or two lions who died from Victory Bell or Carnivides so getting eaten by a plant, not a very good way for an apex predator to go. Uh, the lion who eventually gets kicked in the face by Hitmon Lee or punched by Hitmon Chan, I just find that amusing. Oh, there would be the one who'd have to suffer being kissed to death by a living cake batter. Uh, and then, of course, there's just the poor lion who looked at the back of Shedinja and just dropped dead from there. So I'm not saying that the lions wouldn't suffer casualties. But I am saying that the Lions would definitely be going through some real struggle moments right there. Now, if you don't like the idea and you have notes on this, I'm sure there are people listening right now who are like, there's no no way the Lions would take out. This Pokemon can do this. This Pokemon can do that. It's a thought experiment. Not supposed to have a definitive answer. But I want you to think of each Lion from Pokemon perspective. Think of each Lion as a Persian that only knows Slash, Bite, and Roar has weaker defense, but it's a larger in size. Now imagine your favorite Pokemon trying to beat up 1.1 million Persians with no help from items or from you. Think of a Machamp. Think of a Machamp using Dynamic Punch. What if Dynamic Punch was so strong that the pressure of just throwing one of them could kill 100,000 lions? Even after using all of the natural PP, the power points that it has, it still has to go through 600,000 lions to meet its quota, let alone pick up the slack for Pokemon like Hoppip or Magikarp. Uh, if you lined up all the lions in a single fire row just to try and launch a Hyper Beam, the problem is that with each of them being 8 feet long, 1 billion lions would actually wrap around the circumference of Jupiter. So you can't even line them up for a direct energy blast. The sheer mass of a billion of anything is usually too large for people to comprehend unless they see it for themselves. There are less than 1,000 Pokemon, and after using up all their moves, they would go down just from the sheer mass. A lot of times you'll hear people bring up just how much a billion dollars is. 
And this is my way of demonstrating that. If someone says that they have a billion dollars, think of it like a billion lions. It's a lot. It's a large amount. What, no matter how you feel about economics or politics or anything like that, one billion of anything, money, lion, chicken wings, it's a lot. With the lions, they would definitely lose tons and tons of their brethren. But if it makes you feel better, the lions would not go down unscathed. Most of them would be wiped out due to the powers of things like Blizzard and Hydro Pump and Hyper Beam, a Draco Meteor, a Psychic. You have moves that can do some serious damage. But keep in mind, you're going to run out of energy, at which point a wave of claws and teeth will come and rip you to shreds. So. It may took a bit of tweaking and a little bit of cheating on my part, removing a certain key Pokemon, but in the grand scheme of things, when you throw a billion lions at one of each Pokemon, there's a pretty good chance that the lions would win. I don't like it any more than you guys do, but if you get rid of some of the ridiculous, nonsensical powers that some of the Pokemon have, not even a lot, most of them, just some of them, you have a chance of the lions winning. Now, if you obviously keep things like Dialga in place, then yeah, the lions lose, but if you have anything that can control time, gravity, the shape of the universe, yeah, you're probably going to lose one way or the other. So it's not nearly as fun that way. All right, guys, so really quick before I head out, we are going to be doing our Pokemon Snap Twitch stream tonight at 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, today on Friday, the 2nd of April. If you guys want to check it out, you are more than welcome to do so. I highly recommend giving it a listen. It's a fantastic game for those of you who live through the nostalgia, for our younger audience members who didn't. Believe me, it is a trip. I hope you guys get a chance to listen and watch. It'll be me commentating, Chris playing. Our goal is to see if we can beat this thing by April 30th before the game comes out on the Switch. So it's a little bit of a challenge, but if you guys want to watch it, I highly recommend it. I'll go ahead and I will leave the link below in our little section with all the t-shirt links and everything else. I hope to see you guys in the Twitch stream. I'll see you guys again in two weeks on our Lucas lectures. Have a wonderful rest of your day or night. Peace.